Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today it's you and me. It has been a minute since I have done a solo. Honestly, can I, can I be honest with you? Um, really, it's that we're in the middle of you know, launch, well, not launching, but like doing the course for the multi-passionate chiropractor. And so it is like really just taking a lot of energy and content creation. And so there's just very little left in the tank for, and then we have Pat Patreon. So when it comes to like, oh, hey, and then like make another hour for the podcast, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. You know, this is the thing. And then also, okay, we're just, since we're being honest, uh, you know, we have these people who've paid for, this course. And so this is the first time that I've been in a situation where we have free content and then we've got Patreon, which is paid content at a small price. And then we've got the course, which is this high level training. So then anytime I'm like, Ooh, this is a good little nugget that would be really helpful. Um, I'm like, well, should I put this in the course? Should I put this for the, so it's something that comes up when you create a lot of content and then you start creating this like paid level. It's a big reason why I have, so I have friends who do coaching and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I, I love the podcast. You're amazing. How do you do it all? Wow, Lauren, you're so great. They may, they may or may not go like that in depth with their compliments, but they could if they wanted to. Um, and they'll say like, I am super jacked. I am going to start a podcast this year. And I'm like, oh, not trying to talk you out of it. Not because I've everything that I have with the chiropractic community is all because of the podcast and the relationship I have with my listeners. But if I started as a paid coach and then added in a podcast, it gets really interesting fast. If you're putting out a ton of free content, like you have to then have better content for your paid people, but you also don't ever want to put out a bad product. So like, it's just, it's just an interesting loop. But today, all that to say, I saved you guys some real good shit for today. Um, I'm very excited. It Well, and honestly, my personality, which you'll find out today, I needed 
to be super excited about what we're going to talk about in order for me to go like, all right, yes, a solo. That's all me, just me in front of you. So today we are going to be talking about time management and managing your energy when, here's the big like, when you either have multiple hats that you wear, like multiple businesses, or you maybe have a little bit of ADHD and you jump around a lot. Um, There's a lot of time management books that I have read. There's lots of podcasts and like structures that suggested out there. In general, I have found that they've none none have fit me perfectly. So today you're going to get what I do in order to manage my time on a week by week basis while running the podcast, the Patreon, the course, the Airbnb, my kids, date nights, the business, all that jazz. So I think it's going to be a very, very good one. But first, speaking of date nights, <laughs> so I had told you that So if you go back, if you haven't listened to the like annual meeting with your partner, very lovely episode. I really loved doing that with Kirby and sharing with you guys um, what he and I do on an annual basis. But one of our goals for the year was more one-on-one date nights and more family date nights. The family date nights I find are easier for me to make happen because, I mean, it's, it's, kind of obvious because like you're trying to do something, you're creating an experience for your children, right? And like that, that connection with them, getting them like out of just like, it's Tuesday night, we're going to like eat dinner and then watch, (laughs) we started watching Survivor. I've never watched Survivor ever. Apparently there's like 30 some seasons, but they're getting to an age and it's like, you're trying to find like, what can we watch that's appropriate, but also entertaining. So last night, we went to our first high school hockey game and it was a playoff game and it was fun. Uh, I'd never, I've been to one Minnesota wild game, which was awesome. Um, so I kind of knew I would like hockey or like the atmosphere, but we weren't sure what to expect. Kirby warned me. He's like, are you going to want to wear those jeans? Because they had like holes in the knees. And I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. And then my knees were cold. I think the funniest thing was that Ty, our eight-year-old, she really just liked the Zambonis and had a lot of questions about if you could be a Zamboni driver for a profession, uh, what did they get paid? (laughs) And I'm like, I have no idea. I think these people are volunteering. Um, And then I'm like, well, how long does it take to learn how to do a Zamboni? Like, 20 minute training? Like, I don't know. Like, this looks pretty simple. My false confidence is like, I think I could nail this. I am pretty sure that I could do this as a side hustle. So family date nights are going well. We learned that there's a uh, UV light or black light mini golf thing in town. So we're probably going to go do that. You know, just, just trying to find fun stuff. But Kirby and I, our personal dates, eh, we're doing okay. We went to like an indoor golf simulator and I'm just terrible at golf. Like I was talking with my therapist about this and I think, so like, and she's like, well, we talked because she told me that I'm supposed to do things for fun that I don't necessarily care whether I'll be good at or not, which brought up my frustration with her that she still doesn't know the Enneagram because I'm just like... (laughs) 
I'm a three. That's not a nice thing to say to a three. Like that's not normal. And I think she's a seven. And so I was like, yeah, it's easy for you to say like, oh, just do things for fun. But so we're going down and she's like, well, why, why is it so hard for you? I'm like, because I'm terrible at golf. And she's like, well, lots of people are bad. I'm like, I know, but I've been trying for three years to get better. And like my 10 year old niece is substantially better than me. And my mother-in-law who just started golfing last year, substantially better than me. Why am I so bad at this? And we talked about how like, well, why is that frustrating? And I think it's because I have a false narrative that I'm athletic and like, you know, I, I, I run, I, I've done half marathons. I work out five, six days a week, but I don't think I have hand eye coordination. Like I think that whole type of athleticism that involves like catching things or hitting things and coordinating your body to do something. I don't think I have that. And so if I release that part of my identity of like, oh, would I be, would I be able to enjoy golf more if I went into it not thinking I'm athletic, therefore I should be good at this, or I should be good at this because I'm trying hard to be good at this. If I release that, could I potentially enjoy it more if I just went into it with like, yeah, I'm not very athletic. So this is going to be what it's going to be. And I can try hard and that may not matter. I don't know, but there you go. I paid $150 for that advice and you got it for free. See, this is what we're talking about. Paid content, free content. Just kidding. Okay. So let's see, we are going to give a listener shout out. So this is a throwback um, because y'all haven't left any new Apple reviews lately. This says so much love for this podcast. Oh, this is from Genesis 2 E315, which what I've learned from my audience is likely her kids like Xbox sign in or something like that. Anyways, five stars. So much love for this podcast. Lady Kairos and non-Kairos, you need to be listening to this podcast. There is authentic and honest advice in each episode, and I've never been bored. I look forward to it every week on my drive to National. So let's see, this was 2021. Wondering, maybe she's not, maybe this is her Xbox login. Um, Dr. Lauren, you have such genuine energy and excitement that helps fuel my week. Thank you for your effort to strengthen and empower women all over the place. Well, thank you, Genesis. And hey, if you've uh, graduated yet and you're looking for a job, hit me up. I can provide that genuine energy all during your work week. We could work together. Blue Hills Chiropractic, still looking for an associate. DM me. Okay, let's pray, and then we're going to get into it, people. <sighs> Dear God, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have in this moment to share and learn. As I go through the blessing that I have of freedom in my life, um, help for those that maybe don't have the freedom for that inspiration to be there of ways to lean in, learn how to lead their team, prioritize their business. So, you know, if this is something that's aspirational, they feel inspired for that. Um, I know early on in my career, I did not have the flexibility to do a lot of these things. And so a lot of these blessings are, you know, often easy to think of as frustrations. And isn't that so the case that if we look at the, the frustrations that we're experiencing today, 
and we're just like, oh, I have to go do this and then I have to do that. And realizing like, oh my gosh, five years ago, 10 years ago, I would have felt so blessed that like, I didn't even know if I could have kids. And now I'm frustrated that I'm getting up in the middle of the night or, you know, like I, I didn't even know that I would ever be able to have an associate. And now I have a team of nine people that I'm worried about leading. And so like, just give us all that ability to remind ourselves that so many of these frustrations that we have, some are big deals. They really are. They're not blessings. They are they're trials and tribulations. You do not promise a life full of blessings just by being a good person and following you. Um, you can be a great person and shit still happens. But for those frustrations, let us learn to divide. This is a lesson. This is a trial. This is a hard period of suffering. And this is me just being a complainy little bitch. So in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so like I alluded to, this is what I do, and I have a certain level of freedom in my life with my practice. So still listen, even if you are like four and a half days a week, five days a week, I don't have any freedom, or even if you're a student um, and you're just in it, you don't have much freedom listen, there's going to be some little juicy nuggets for you. But where I'm at 12 years into my career, I have four shifts that I adjust a week. So I adjust all day Monday, Wednesday afternoon, and Thursday afternoon. Now, that obviously provides a lot of other time And I, because of just all the different hats and businesses and stuff, fill that time with work. That's my personality. Um, If I have too much downtime, I create another business. And so this is really for as you grow in your practice. You know, we talk a lot about CEO time. Okay, This this is kind of one of my hangups with the chiropractic profession is that we go from working in our practice and we want to work, then we want to work on our practice. And what I say is like, okay, we have these three levels within the chiropractic career. The the baseline level is kind of like your factory worker, okay? This is where when you're starting up, it is all you, baby. It is you adjusting. And if you're not adjusting, no, your clinic's not making money, okay? This is you are working in your practice, hustling your ass off. You go get them, tiger. Then what happens is, is whether you bring on an associate or you just get really good and efficient at your schedule, you start to have more time where now you can start working on your practice. Now, people often think that this is like the epitome of what they should be shooting for in their career. And I, nay, disagree. I think this is mid-level management. This is a very important step. This is where you're like, okay, I'm still doing my marketing. I'm still doing a ton of hiring. I'm still doing a ton of training, community outreach. And I need to have time in my week where I can be focused on growing the practice and not be like doing it in between patients. So I love this, but... A lot of chiropractors are really confused because they're still freaking exhausted, even though in their head they have all this free time. They're like, I'm only adjusting three days a week. I have four days a week. I'm not adjusting. Why 
why am I still exhausted? And it's because they're still working on their practice those remaining days. They're kind of still always working. And that's not the goal. (laughs) That's not the goal. So there's this next level where you go from working in your practice to working on your practice to working over your practice. Working over your practice is where you go from mid-level management, working on, to working over where you really step into that CEO role. And another like, I think this is like my soapbox on top of a soapbox right now. Um, You know, like chiropractors, they tend to think that because they're the one who are writing the checks that they are a CEO. And like the CEO mindset is not like, oh, the buck stops with me and I have to, I'm ultimately responsible. Like, no, that's just being self-employed. There's a difference between being self-employed and being CEO. The CEO is where you learn necessary leadership skills, delegation, automation, and really focus on simplifying, streamlining. This level requires you to think creatively. You're not just checking off and solving a bunch of problems. You are allowing space to think about improvement, not out of necessity, like, right? A lot of improvement happens where you're like, shit, the the shit has hit the fan. This needs to be improved right now. This needs to be improved like right now. But we're talking about like trying to, you know, proactively improve and grow. That's that CEO level where you have this perceived free time, this flux that happens. So traditional advice tends to assume you aren't a CEO. Okay. Like there's just a very small percentage of people that have a lot of availability in their work week to incorporate this feminine energy we're going to talk about. So a lot of, um, and gosh, for some reason, this is the first time you've heard me talk on feminine and masculine energy. I do not equate masculine energy to being bad or a necessary genitalia. All genders should have both. Both energies are fantastic. The masculine energy is about discipline. Is it, it is about getting done what needs to get done. Holy shit. By the way, I went down the rabbit hole of Jordan Peterson's Instagram. Interesting. Dr. Jen Floriani brought him up last week and Kirby talks about him all the time. And I, like, I generally like, but very interesting. If you are an easily offended feminist, Don't be mad at me if you go down that rabbit hole. It's just very interesting. Um, But it's talking about how really this, we are just making the masculine, that discipline, that like grit, kind of a negative thing because we realized we didn't have enough feminine energy. And it's like, nope, we need the balance. So most people do not have freedom in their life. So traditional ways of time management are assuming like, hey, you got to clock into work at eight o'clock. So if you're going to work out, you need to get set that alarm for 530. And if you're going to go on a date night with your spouse, you need to do that. And this is what you need to do. And you need the discipline. You're not in the mood and you need to do it. And all of our lives, no matter how much freedom you have, needs an essence of that. But when you are your own boss you may get to kind of walk away from that more traditional advice that is very blocky, 
and disciplined and like, this is when you do these things. Like you put it on the calendar and if it's, once it's on the calendar, it has to happen. I have the, here's my problems with that in the past, because I have spent the last, I mean, I didn't really do it in chiropractic school because like my life was uh, really, you didn't have an option, right? You showed up, you had to do what you had to do. It wasn't until I started um, having a job and like there were blocks of time in between patients and then kids. So it was for the last 12 years where I, you know, would read a book, listen to a podcast and go like, okay, this is going to be the thing that works for me. Okay. I'm going to do, I forget what kind of an hour they call it. It's got this fancy hour name in the morning where you're going to do 20 minutes of prayer, 20 minutes of movement, 20 minutes of reading. And I'm like, I can do that. I don't even know if I did that two mornings. I think I did it for one morning and it didn't work. And then I tried a different thing and I'm like, oh, I can do a nighttime routine. Well, shows out or turns out it's really hard to do a nighttime routine um, and be super disciplined when your nighttime routine starts with a large Manhattan. So turns out you don't give any shits about doing the rest of your routine when you are halfway through a Manhattan. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do a midday routine. All this to say, I've done a lot. And in the end, what ends up happening is I feel like a loser. I feel like a failure with no discipline and a hot mess. Now, if we go, but is that true? Like, am I an undisciplined loser? I don't think so. I think I have a lot of discipline. I think I have a lot of drive. I think I have a lot of things going for me that would say like, no, just because I can't do a morning routine and these other things techniques that have worked really well for people and sold tons and tons of books and have changed people's lives just because they don't work for me doesn't mean that I am all of these negative things. So it just means that I haven't really found what does work for me yet. Getting closer, definitely, definitely getting closer. So when I look at my schedule, it would be nice to be able to be like, workouts are going here. I'm going to clean the house on this day. And these are my appointments and these are my morning routines. But I don't like feeling like a failure while I'm simultaneously still accomplishing a lot. The other thing that goes in here is my uh, possible ADHD. Um, These strict schedules don't allow for my mood. And I don't know, maybe this is soft, but I'm going to say this is the feminine energy that is often missing from a lot of these more masculine, time-blocking, time-management, scheduling things. Oh my gosh. I love Ed Milet. I really, really do. Um, And actually, one of my dear friends said, like, when I am interviewing, sometimes at my best, I'm like a female Ed Milet. And that, like, I don't, I'm not a words of affirmation person, as my husband will tell you. Uh, but I was like, oh, that like compliment me on my work and you, you got me good. So anyways, I'm going to make fun of Ed Milet for a second though, because I literally in his book, his most recent book, shit, don't remember what it's called, but you can Google it, Ed Milet's new book. Um, and one more, that's what it is, I think. He breaks his day into three days, Okay. 
So he takes a 24-hour time and breaks it into three eight hours. And he sleeps a little bit. He works out a little bit. He reads a little bit. And like when he talked about it, it made me have anxiety because I was like, oh my God, I am exhausted. Absolutely exhausted. I didn't even try that once. I was inspired to think I was going to try it. And then I did not. So I have learned that if I bring in more of the feminine, like, and I have this softness of like, hey, that doesn't work for you because you are really good. You are, I am at my best when I am very focused on the task I'm doing. In order for me to be focused on the task I'm doing, I need to be excited and in the mood to do it. So that kind of sucks when you're planning out your week. I love to plan out my week on like Monday morning and put my, like, I love to put my workouts and my dates and my this and that. But I've learned that during my free time, I, I can't just go like, yep, you're going to create a reel at 8 a.m. Because there's been so many times where creating a reel has taken way longer than it should because I wasn't in the mood. Most of my reels now, I allow for space of like, you know, I'm not on a strict schedule that I need to produce three reels a week for y'all. There'll be weeks if you go back and look at dates where I might do five reels in a week. And then I might go two weeks without doing any reels because I'm not in the mood. Now I didn't do like, I am taking a social media break. I just listened to my body that was saying like, wow, it is normally not this difficult for you to come up with content for social media. Maybe instead of forcing it, you just allow that feminine flow to like that softness to go like, okay, then don't do it today. So you can see how I preface this whole conversation with like, that's not everybody's reality. When it comes to social media, you might be like, well, I'm trying to grow my chiropractic practice. I can't. Hey, she slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me. And I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well-Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Hey, She Slayers. I just wanted to take a moment to ask you, have you heard of PX? I don't know. Have I mentioned them before? <laughs> so they're practically everywhere these days and I am so excited to have them as a sponsor on our show because they are on a mission that I can seriously get behind. So Dr. Tony and his team have designed a pediatric, prenatal, and family chiropractic training program that has online and live event training opportunities to learn step-by-step 
the science, clinical protocols, and business systems behind building a thriving pediatric and family chiropractic practice. Now, here's what's extra cool. It doesn't matter if you're a student, startup, or practicing chiropractor. I mean, I am a member and I've been in practice for over 12 years now. Each and every bit of their training is applicable to you and where you're at. I've been a part of PX for a while now, and I can say that there's no one better in the space to lead you and to lead this profession than Dr. Tony and his team. If you want to take your practice to the next level in serving more kiddos and families in your community, then you must check out PX. I will drop a link in the show notes so you can head over to thepediatricexperience.com and let them know She Slays the Podcast sent you there for a special little bonus. Hi friends, I wanted to take a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. This is a platform where I can offer you extra content, behind the scenes interviews, quick trainings, and exclusive trainings answering your exact question live, back to back with me. It's a way for me to more directly interact with you and post some fun things that would never be in the normal weekly episodes. To check out what we're doing and to sign up, click the link in the show notes. So here's what you can do there. So Michael Hyatt's Free to Focus, I will say, is one of the things that has helped my ADHD without trying to be super like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to step up. You're going to be disciplined and like be a hardcore human. Um, so what I've taken away from free to focus is I do really start with a big three each week. So I will, I have a big three for each area of my life, each business. So these are the three things that need to get done this week. Now I try and come up with three, Sometimes there's four, sometimes there's one thing that needs to get done. And that's okay because, you know, like for the Airbnb, for instance, this week we have our first, we, our Airbnb's off, been off the um, market since early October because it went through construction and that took for freaking ever. And then we needed, you can't post it until you have new pictures and all these things. So like, it just got put on the market. We have our first renters this week the f- since last October. So what needs to get done, that place needs to be cleaned and ready for that renter by 3 p.m. on Friday. Hell or high water, that's got to get done. Now, I've also been wanting to do, um, I want to get like our Airbnb's social media pumped up a little bit. Like I'm trying to get it growing and it's kind of just not. And so one of the things is like, all right, once we got our construction done, I was going to do an Airbnb giveaway. Okay. Like one of those, like we're giving away a $250 gift certificate, tag someone and just try and like follow the Haven. Now I'll put that down there, but I know it does not need to get done. So then there's the clinic. What are the three things that need to get done? Adjusting doesn't count. Um, now if I'm doing a coverage shift for someone else where I'm adjusting during a shift that I normally would have as free time, I do put that on there because that's just being realistic that like I have less free time this week. So adjusting, you have to show up to this shift, right? Which you normally don't have to. Um, I also don't put like 
team meeting. It might be something more specific, like at the team meeting, we have to solve this problem. Okay. And then I'll go to the podcast. What do I need to do this week? Again, I'll put like, create a reel, post this, you know, the guests, the most recent guest clip onto stories and tag them. But I do know that there's still softness there. So even though I have my to-dos, I know that like, listen, if something needs to give this week, this is where it's going to give. But I go through every single thing. Now, I do like to have family in there because everybody who has a family knows that there are things that need to get done. So this is like the dog needs to go to the vet. You know, we are out of toilet paper. (laughs) We need toilet paper right now. You know, like, so those things. And that way I have this working list, this semi-organized working list of things that need to get done this week. Now, it should note that there are going to be seasons of life where certain things are more of a necessity. If you and your partner are legit going through a period where divorce is on the table and you've said like, okay, we are going to do date night. Date night better be on that. This is not movable. Okay. Like when you are in that season of like, this is what my goal is. And this is very, very important. That is where that masculine energy needs to come in. Jordan Peterson literally talks about um, not caring if you're in the mood to like have sexy, sexy time, like suck it up and do it. (laughs) Told you could be. It's it's interesting. Um, And so like now is that what everybody needs to hear all the time? I don't know. I don't know your relationship and this, but are there going to be certain couples that like need that hard discipline of like, listen, you go on a date, even though you're freaking tired and you make good conversation. I don't care if you need to Google like 20 questions to talk to your spouse be- at dinner, like you do it. Same thing might be if you're in a period where you're working on your health, right? Like if you're training for a half marathon, there is a date. Those runs are all of a sudden like, no, they need to happen. Like they, they need to happen. I, in general, have a good relationship with my husband and, in general, have a really good relationship with working out. So that means that I'm in a season where I have a healthy relationship with a certain thing that it can be off of my inflexible, this must-get-done list and can go onto my flexible, if you have bandwidth for this this week, do this. Okay. So I keep them all in the same like big three, but I know when I'm looking at my to-do list, which ones are a must and which ones are like a would be nice. So let's talk about workouts. I'm not training for anything right now. Like I know that I don't like how I feel if I go a week without working out. It rarely, rarely ever happens. I like when I have the energy to work out five or six days a week, but I will know that like, yeah, a a preferred week for me is that I'm getting a minimum of three workouts and like a great week is five or six. So those, that those workouts for me in this period 
are on that more flexible timeline of like, so here's how this might play out. I'll give you an example. Okay. So you have your big three. These are the things that need to get done. And then you've got your things that are more flexible and allowing for the flow. So I brought up reels. I brought up date nights. I brought up workouts. So let's say it is my Monday. Now, Monday, I do have a two and a half hour lunch break. I like to try and get something done on my lunch break if I can for my other businesses. You know, Monday, I'm working in the morning on the clinic and in the afternoon on the clinic. So it's a very clinic heavy day. And so on my lunch break, my way of getting something done, I never take a nap. If you see me napping, I'm sick. Like that is, um, it's just not what I do. But for you, it might be like, I need to nap and that's okay. Now, if I'm in a mood to work out, that's when I'll work out. But if I know like, ah, I do like working out, but for whatever reason, I am just exhausted. Maybe it's day one of my period. I I just don't want to push my body. I don't even want to do yoga. Hey, Kirby, you want to do a lunch date, honey? Like it allows for that like, okay, it's lunch break. I know I would like to be productive and work on something. Do I feel like, you know, if I'm scrolling Instagram and I go like, oh, that's a funny reel. Can I make a reel then? But I don't force it. I do not force it. I allow like, do I feel like just cleaning my kitchen a little bit? Because cleaning the house is always something that I'm trying to do. But like, I just allow that feminine energy into my time schedule of like, what am I in the mood to do? What am I in the mood to do? And I try and maximize and get joy out of that. I turn the music on um, while I'm cleaning the house, if that's what I say. You know, for me, a lot of times, um, so for instance, I'm recording this podcast right now on a day where I have a ton of free time. Um, It is a Friday. I do not, I have very little obligations on Friday. Right now, I have a course group call that is one hour. And the rest of my day is just like, be productive. Um, usually I struggle to not be productive until about 4.30. Like once it's 4.30 on Fridays, then all of a sudden I'm like, it's happy hour. Who wants to go to Target? Who wants to do this stuff? But like, I just kind of have that old school mentality of like Friday, you work. And so I was like, okay, I should work out today. I should make this course outline for Patreon I should do this. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like cleaning. What do I feel like doing? Well, I feel like recording a podcast. So I feel like a lot of my stuff is avoiding the things I don't want to do and the thing that provides the least amount of resistance. So we have these seasons where what is considered flexible and what what do you need to bring that masculine energy to of like, nope, don't care if you're not in the mood, you got to do this. And then what can you move to your feminine energy? So then kind of my last point with this is I have named this version of what I do like a charcuterie board of time management because I have ADHD, okay? Like, it's funny that I still question it. Um, I think the reason I question it is like, well, I was so able to get through school and this is really something that was developed later in life from multitasking, 
Either way, my brain is different than it was in my 20s. I put on one earring the other day, people. One. Because I got distracted. I showed up to work with one hoop earring on because in between putting a hoop on, I got distracted and forgot to put the other one on. So this, this is why those damn things don't work. So this is what I do. I have all of these different areas of my life that I can choose what I'm in the mood to be productive for. I know that taking little chunks of things are ideal for me. Instead of devoting an entire chunk to accomplishing one thing on one day. Like I used to try and be like, okay, so I'm not going to work on the podcast except for Tuesday and Friday mornings. But then what inevitably happens is like my team sends an email asking like, hey, how do you want us to respond to this thing on a Tuesday? And so like my life just works better if I don't feel disappointed when I need to jump from business to business, from putting on the mom hat to putting on the house cleaner hat to putting on the half marathon training hat. Like I just expect it now. So it's just like sampling. So instead of saying, okay, my ideal day is going to be that I'm going to spend from eight to 11 working on podcast stuff. Then from 11 to noon, I'm going to work on the clinic stuff. Then from noon to 1.30, I'm going to go on a date. Then I'm going to work out. Then I'm going to clean the house. And then there we go. I will enjoy the weekend. I can have that as like a, yeah, sure. But I found what works better for me is like, I don't like to work out first thing in the morning. Um, I know you're not supposed to start your day with work, but like, I don't know. That's what gets me going. Like I pour my coffee and I pull in my inbox and I start like checking some stuff off. That's what feels good to me. My ideal day would be getting like cuddling my dog and my kids for like 20 minutes, grabbing coffee and sitting down at my computer and phone for like an hour and a half and just go or 45 minutes, like just getting to a point where I'm like, all right. And then I need to get away from it. So then it's like, okay, I feel now like I need to move. My brain needs something completely different than what I was just doing. Do I feel like working out? Do I feel like cleaning the house? Do I feel like going and running errands? And then I'll go do that for a little bit. And then I will come back of like, okay, now you're going to sit down and you're going to record this episode. And now after this episode, then I'm going to do something different. I need to jump around And that is when the best version of me shows up in the mood to little thing for Airbnb, little thing for the podcast, little thing for the Patreon. And it's just the charcuterie board of sampling. Now, what can happen is you can feel like you have an entire day that you did a lot of things without actually accomplishing a lot or like without accomplishing anything. Like I moved all day, but I didn't accomplish anything. This is where setting up your week of having that big three, um, you know, on Monday, you can set all these things for all these different categories, these <laughs> lay out the menu of what you can sample from. And then at the end of the day, you may look and go like, okay, what did I, if you're feel, I don't, I don't do retroactive checklists unless I'm feeling like, what did I even do today? And that's where I'll sit down and I'll go like, okay, 
what did I do for my body? I meditated. <laughs> I never meditate. <laughs> but it's funny that I was like, oh, yeah, I sure I meditated. Um, I did this. I worked out. Okay, great. And then I'll go from, from, from business to business, hat to hat, menu item to menu item, whatever kind of analogy is working for your brain at this point. And I'll go like, I moved the needle a little bit here. I moved the needle a little bit here. This would literally be some people's, like the worst advice in the world for them. If you are someone who is thriving with your current system, I do not recommend Lauren's ADHD way of time management. But if you are someone like me that struggles to find something that consistently works, I seek novelty. I seek structure, but then I also get bored by it very fast. You know, a lot of times what we crave is something that doesn't come natural to us. I'm not a generally organized person. I'm not a generally general morning person. And so I seek it, but it doesn't actually feel good because when I try, it's like force feeding it into my life. And so at this point in time, this is what I have found that really allows for this flexibility that nurtures my creative, nurtures my mood, allows things to get done, um, but on my own timeline and allows for all of the hats to feel like they're being worn simultaneously and allows for me to let go of that narrative. I'm not a hot mess just because those other things haven't worked. Um, I am just taking my situation, the needs that my businesses have. And my businesses, my clinic doesn't reach out to me unless they need something, which when they need something, I don't know, they need something. It's kind of like the school doesn't call unless my kid needs me. And if I had such a strict schedule that was like, well, now I'm going to skip my workout and I'm going to do this. So now I'm going to like, now I need to move my workout to 7 p.m. when they go to or 8 p.m. when they go to bed. Like my adrenals just don't have that right now. Like this is my self-care. The way that I run my schedule is my self-care. So I think it's funny. This is a little bit of a rambling episode. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, it would be funny, it, it, but let's be honest, my time management is kind of all over an organization. So like if I did a really good job of effectively and organizing, telling you, then it wouldn't truly reflect what it is. Lesson, no matter where you are, closing lesson, no matter where you are in life, whether you are a student or a startup that is like, I don't have any flexibility. I don't, I don't get to be in the mood to study for biochem. I don't get to be in the mood to adjust people or not. Just acknowledge where you can allow this feminine flow in. It could be in, in your workouts, okay? If you are training for something, can you be like, okay, I need to do yoga at some point this week. And Tuesday is going to be my eight mile run and yoga is going to be my Wednesday or Wednesday is going to be my, you know, yoga. But like, can you allow that? Like if Tuesday you're not feeling great, can you do yoga then? You know, um, if you are 
for whatever reason, you know, you're in a really intense time elsewhere in life and you're choosing to add meal prepping into it. Like, I know these are stupid things, but like, or seemingly stupid things, but like allow the feminine energy to come in where you can be undisciplined. Like if you were like, yeah, we had kind of said we were, this was our meal prep for the week and this is what we were going to eat. But like, shit, it was a day and I really just want to go out for Chinese food. Like, okay, can you do that and call that a family date night? And you don't feel like you failed in another area. That's like, yeah, okay, well, I didn't stick to my diet or our budget friendly like meal thing, but that's not a period. We're not in a super inflexible stage in those areas. So I'm going to be flexible in this area and be okay with it. Allowing that feminine into your masculine time management. I love you. I hope this gives you permission to stop calling yourself a hot mess, to stop saying that you are not disciplined. If you just sat and listened to a podcast on self-growth and development, you are disciplined. You're, you're doing something for the betterment of you. So just release, like realize where are you putting yourself down just because like you're trying to take someone else's square peg and shove it into a round hole. You guys, I nailed that colloquialism. Yes. Square peg, round hole. Yes, that's what it is. All right. On that note, I love you. Have a fantastic week. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait.